On this episode of Infinity Sports, we are going to be talking about players who won NFL awards, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, all that jazz. And we're going to be talking about some guys who made it to the Hall of Fame. I have a couple questions for Sully about some of these guys. I don't know if they belong in there, but maybe he can change my mind. Coming up right after the intro. to infinity sports i'm wayne g i am joined as always by sully we're gonna be talking some football today how's it going oh you know living the dream baby i'm a super bowl champ there you go well so that means you probably know more than me although next time i'm bringing up my patriots uh, five banners background oh um, yeah six, six well, you can only claim how many of them because how many did they win before you were a fan once you're a fan, you inherit all the championships. No, yes, no. yes, because otherwise I can't count the Lakers championships that they won before I was born. That's not true, because oh, yeah. if you were only you were if you only were a Laker fan since the time, then you can. But since you were another fan, then became a Patriots fan, you can't just inherit the championships while you were another fan rooting against the Patriots to win the championship that you're now claiming. Well, I'm vetoing that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, before we get into the topic, please like and subscribe at the bottom of the screen. Very easy. Just click one click and you're done. And then you are subscribed to the channel. You can find us a lot easier when you go to try to find us next time you want to watch a video. If you prefer to listen to the show, we are available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. I personally prefer Stitcher because you can download the episode, listen to it later. So I used to download the episodes while I was at work, use their Wi-Fi. Then when I'm driving home and there's no signal, I can still get a clear episode because it's downloaded to my phone. If you want to reach out to us, we are available on social media and we will reply. You want to argue with us? Nick Paquin, who we had on the show recently, he argues with me all the time. Just go on there. It's at Infinity Sports Podcast on Facebook, at Infinity Sports Podcast on Instagram, where nobody ever argues with us, by the way. Nobody. And then on Twitter, at Sports Infinity 5. We're still nobody argues with us. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, look what happened to Nick. Nick started arguing with you, then he became, then he got on the show. All you got to do is start arguing. We'll invite you on. We don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I don't take anything personally, no matter yeah. how personal you want to make it. it. Really, he doesn't. I call him fat all the time. He doesn't care. <laughs> my, daughter, my daughter actually said that because we were talking about the word profile. It was one of her vocab words. And uh, I said, a profile is somebody from the side. She's like, Dad, here's your profile. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. Yeah, she's sweet. <laughs> yeah, she's a lovable gal. Huh? <laughs> um, so the NFL came out with their awards, and some of these awards, I think that foregone conclusion, I don't really have a lot to say about them, but there's a couple that I'm like, eh, you could have given it to somebody else, I think. And so the first award I had is starting with the rookies. Offensive Rookie of the Year was Justin Herbert. This one I think is just there's nobody even in competition with them. Yeah, there um, is. Justin who, Jefferson had every right to be Rookie of the Year. All right. Well, I had uh, him as just a, a shoe-in for uh, Rookie of the Year. I mean, 300 yeah, no. 
300 yards a game, you know, 31 touchdowns, which is a rookie record. I think he missed the passing yards, like 100 yards. So, I mean, I don't know. It's the best rookie season we've ever seen from a quarterback. It's not. But this is the best wide receiver season. This is the best rookie season we've ever seen from a wide receiver. Would you think he's had a better rookie season than Randy Moss had? He definitely did. Statistically, he did. All right. Well, statistically, Justin Herbert's had the best quarterback. <laughs> no, he hasn't because he didn't have the most yards. <laughs> but he had the most touchdowns, and he sure. had 100 less yards. And completion percentage-wise, I think he's second of all time. Well, that's not first, is it? But the first so guy wait, is So the... second isn't first, right? But if you're second. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. No, no, no. If you're second, second isn't second, first, right? True. But if you're okay. second, second, and second, and the three guys ahead of you are three different guys, then you're first. Mm, I don't know. I know. Um, well, <laughs> Justin Jefferson had the best wide receiver season of all time, which again, I'm not saying it's a, it's a quarterback award. A quarterback's always going to get it, but Justin Jefferson had every right to be in the conversation. Okay. Yeah. Um, defensive rookie of the year was chase young and no argument for anybody there. I was just, I don't really know anybody else that would have been in the argument. I know Jeff uh, had a horrible Winfield. year. Okay. Winfield. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was playing extremely well and, you know, forcing turnovers and, and playing all over the place. But, I mean, uh, Chase Young was just – I mean, like I said, he walked into the league. I, I said this – I said this. You can bring it back. He walked into the league and he was a top ten pass rusher, and he is. He's arguably top five pass rusher in this league right now. He's just so dominant. If you watch him, he's just so dominant as a pass rusher. All right, so he needs to get some uh, somebody on the defensive line there to take away the double teams then. Well, Montez Sweat isn't bad either, to be fair. The, right. Washington's really good. They're, they're, I mean, there's a reason they had, I think they had the fifth or sixth rated defense in the league. So, uh, Offensive uh, not offensive, offensive player of the year was Derrick Henry, who had over 2,000 yards, back-to-back rushing titles. He had five yards per, or 5.4 yards per carry, which I think is insane because that basically means insane. you just hand it off to him twice, you get a first down. Hand it off to him twice, another first down. Um, I think they gave him this award because they couldn't give him the MVP because the MVP has to go to a quarterback. Um, so, you know, unless somebody does something like record breaking, but yeah, I mean, so they give him the offensive MVP, our offensive player of the year because he deserved it, you know, 2000 yards and 15 touchdowns. And, you know, I mean, that's just insane. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned MVPs, Emmett Smith won an MVP, uh, Barry Sanders has won an MVP, mm-hmm. um, but I think it has to do with the importance to your team. And I know that Derrick Henry is wildly important to the Tennessee Titans, but I almost feel like, and maybe voters feel the same way, that it's like he's not that important to them. Like they could put another running back in there and maybe he won't get 2,000 yards, but maybe he'll get 1,200 yards and you'll still be pretty decent. See, I don't know if it's that. It's truly like, you know, back when Emmett and them were playing, like a running back was the most important position essentially now it's just not it's a forgotten position so i just think we're to the point where running back is going to have to literally shatter like a record for for them to to win an mvp how about uh most two-year-olds bit uh, two-year-olds beaten with a switch there you go i know who gets that mvp award yeah (laughs) you know that guy Uh, defensive player of the year was Aaron Donald. Now, this is the first one that came with some controversy, I think, yep. because I've seen that statistic all over Facebook that TJ Watt basically beat him in every single defensive category that's available. And yet, but he didn't. Well, I mean, more tackles, more tackles for a loss, more sacks, more quarterback pressures, more quarterback hits. Um, I mean, the only thing that Aaron Donald had over him was forced fumbles um, and pressure rate. Oh, okay. um, which is important. Um, it's also Aaron Donald is blocked by 1.6 people on average. Do you know what the next closest is? I do not. 
it's point six. <laughs> he's blocked by an entire person more than the next average guy. So that's got a lot to do with it. What Aaron Donald does from the inside, I think is just well known. Yeah, don't get me wrong. TJ Watt deserved this award. TJ Watt played exceptionally well. TJ Watt is the best edge in the league right now, but he's not Aaron Donald. No, but I mean, the impact Aaron Donald has, I think, because again, it's, it's, you know, I think he has more quarterback hits too, if I'm being honest. I could be wrong. Um, but no, actually, uh, TJ Watt has a double. A double the hits? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, Aaron Donald, I think, is just, again, what he does from the inside just can't be, can't be, you know, equaled, in my opinion. Well, and that's where it comes down to are you giving the award to the guy who had the best defensive season or the guy who is the best defensive player? Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, you could just give it to Aaron Donald every year, right? Regardless of how he plays, because he's the best defensive player on the field. Well, yes, but he also plays exceptionally well. So he's the best defensive player on the field who also puts up insanely ridiculous numbers. So, I mean, until he has like a eight-sack season or a six-sack season, you know what I mean? Like then, okay, maybe you don't give it to him. But when he's playing like this, I mean, you have to give it to him. I would love to see them put an edge with him. Again, somebody who – if he's going to take up two blockers on every play, then you know, have somebody who can – use that to their advantage and just come straight. Like how about a, a free agent that comes to mind, like a Jadavion Clowney, you know? I don't think Jadavion Clowney's a pass rusher, but um, I mean, I think he could wreak havoc, but man, where do they pick? They just traded theirs. Oh, they didn't even have one because they traded their whole yeah. future away. Yeah, they, have, they have no picks for the next They have years. no picks for the next three years. God, they're in trouble. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully Matt Stafford plays lights out. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, comeback player of the year. This has got to be the most unanimous. There's no way you're not giving it to Alex, Alex Smith. Smith. And yet, it wasn't unanimous. I guess they said there was somebody who picked somebody else. So. Who? I don't know, but they said that that's why Alex Smith they thought was going to be the shoe-in, and yet they had to actually count the votes or something like that because one or two people didn't pick Alex Smith or something. Oh, my God. And I, I didn't understand that. He went 5-1 and one this year. He completed 67% of his passes. I know his touchdown to interception ratio wasn't that great, but let me tell you something. He almost died. Like he almost yeah. died. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. If you didn't vote for Alex Smith, you're just a you're a terrible, terrible person. Like genuinely just a terrible person. Do you think he's a starter somewhere next year or is he a backup? I think he should be a backup. I don't – I mean, he's a great story and everything, but, again, I I think if you're trying to win a Super Bowl, I don't think he's your guy. Especially if you can get a guy like uh, Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. Yeah, which, I mean, and even if you can't get one of them, even if you can get, like, one of the other guys, like an Aaron Rodgers or, <laughs> 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 or uh, you know, did you say Carson Wentz? No, yeah. Yeah, or Carson Wentz or, or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, shit. I read like three days ago that a trade was imminent, that Carson Wentz was on the move. And I think somebody thought it was going to be the Bears and they were going to get Tariq Cohen, uh, Nick Foles, and a couple of first-round picks out of it. And then Tariq Cohen went on Twitter and said, I talked to my coaches, my GM, and he said, I'm not going anywhere. So, huh. I mean, just because you talk to your coaches and your GM doesn't mean you're not going somewhere. But... um <laughs> I mean, he's definitely moving. Yep. Carson Wentz is out of Philadelphia, so it's just a matter of, of where he goes to. 
A lot of people said the Colts make a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, the Colts make do make the most sense. Just because him and Frank Reich um, already, you know, no, was Frank Reich out of Philadelphia by the time he started there? No, I think he had his best year under Reich. That's what I'm saying. So that him and the Frank Reich connection, and then that team's built to protect a quarterback. Um, and uh, Carson Wentz performs best when protected, so I think that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, back to the awards. This one I had a problem with as well. Coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski, Cleveland went eleven and five. Uh, they were six and ten the year before. The offense was fourteenth ranked. They were twenty second the year before, and their defense was twenty first. They were twentieth the year before. Now I know that Cleveland's a fun story, but they're kind of like the sexy dark horse pick every year. So it isn't like they blew anyone away. Like this is kind of what we've expected them to do the last three years, and they haven't done it. Uh, whereas a team like Miami. We all thought Miami was going to be three and thirteen, or you know, something like that. Seven and nine. They go ten and six. They were five and eleven the year before. They went from twenty fifth in offense to fifteenth, and they went from thirty second in defense to sixth. Yeah, I think he got shafted. Um, I, I, Kevin Stefanski just got picked, in my opinion, because, He's like you said, no, <laughs> um, because they like they're the the Browns are the hot story, and also they made the playoffs. The Dolphins didn't make the playoffs? I thought they got the wild card, no? Did they? I don't know. Maybe they didn't. I don't think they did. Okay. That sucks. Go 10-6 and six and not make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think they did. I could be wrong. I mean, that's how that's how quickly we forget four weeks. Yeah. I mean, if they did make it, they lost in the first round. So it's- yeah, that's right. So I don't, I don't remember them making it. Okay. But yeah, I thought Brian Flores, and I love seeing a Bill Belichick uh, tree guy do well. <laughs> do well. <laughs> because they usually don't. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. They're usually pretty poor. Well, the thing that's crazy about Flores is he was never the D.C. in uh, New England, technically. He was the linebacker's coach, and then he became the head coach over in Miami. Now, I guess he called a lot of the defensive plays, but it's very similar to, I guess, what O.J. Mayo did. O.J. Mayo was a linebacker's coach, and I say O.J. Mayo. O.J. Mayo. I was going to say O.J. Mayo, huh? O.J. Mayo was a basketball player. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, Gerard Mayo called a lot of the blitzes and stuff, and he was the blitzing coordinator or something like that. And then, like, Steve Belichick was, like, the secondary coordinator. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. But Gerard Mayo, I guess, was interviewed for some head coaching spots this offseason as well. Really? I think it just has something to do with if you work with Belichick, somebody's going to give you. you. Yeah. I heard a great story uh, in relating to Belichick and whatnot is from Christian Fourier, you know, who's a radio host here in Boston. And Fourier talked about when he went from New England to the Redskins, and he remembered like his very first day on the, the campus or in the facility, and they sat him down. He said there was three coaches in the room, and they sat him down and they said, "So, what is it that Bill Belichick does different than where you've played before?" He said, so in his mind, he said, well, he usually gives us Fridays off. <laughs> and they all start writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, that's awesome. The most viable player we touch on, Aaron Rodgers, is a foregone conclusion, right? That, I mean, 13. Boys like Nostradamus. Yeah, 13 and 3, 71% completion percentage, 4,300 yards, 48 touchdowns, and five interceptions, which is keeping with his. You know, record of throwing zero point two five or three interceptions per game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, he came out motivated all, all year. He looked like he was on a mission and uh, to prove the Packers wrong for drafting a quarterback in the first round. Uh, and I think he did that. And uh, you know, I think some teams recognized that. Hey, look, man, a lot of these guys can play later than we thought they could. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I commend to him, man. He he was a G. 
yeah, so hopefully he sticks around there. I think he's going to stick around. I just think that it makes sense for him to stay there. Even though they drafted Jordan Love, they did it with him when they had Brett Favre. You just you let the starter start until he's not good anymore. Until, or until you want to yeah. run. And then you uh, but yeah, I think that they still need another offensive weapon that you can give him somebody else to throw to besides Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just my take. The second half of the show, we really want to talk about the Hall of Fame. They inducted uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people into the Hall of Fame. And some of the ones lesser known, I mean, Bill Nunn gets in as an announcer. So huh, good for you. You know, I guess eventually, I think Madden's already in there as an announcer and, and a coach. Um, <laughs> um, I think we got a coach with Tom Flores. Got an, I was surprised Tom Flores got in as a coach. He's got a 97 and 87 career record. So not a lot of, doesn't even have 100 wins. And he's got a, barely a 500 record. But he does have two Super Bowl wins and he's 8 and 3 in the postseason. That's why. Two yeah. Super Bowls will get you into the Hall of Fame no matter what. Really? So like yeah. Cough, guys like Coughlin, they're going to get in there? Yeah, if you're a head coach and, you're, and you've won two Super Bowls, you're in the Hall of Fame. If you're a quarterback and you've won two Super Bowls, you're in the Hall of Fame. The other one I didn't get, the, the Harold Baines Award, goes to Drew Pearson, who had 489 career receptions for 7,822 yards. That is 172nd and 113th overall, respectively. And yet you get into the Hall of Fame. It, it very much felt like a, a Harold Baines thing. Like, hey, yeah. this guy's kind of a legend back in the day. Let's throw him in there. Yeah, I. I you know, it's it, it's not even one of those things where you look back and you're like, you know, like Paul Warfield has like no, like he's like, a, you know, probably 150th on the on the receiving yards and things like that too. But he led the league in receiving yards when he was in there with you know 850 or whatever it was to lead the league. Drew Pearson was never, you know, in the All Pro. I don't think ever. You know what I mean? Anything like that. So it's like, you know, it, it'd be difficult for me to to really get behind him being into the Hall. The guys who definitely deserved it, we talked about no debate, was uh, Peyton Manning. I think the the rumor was that Peyton Manning, they deliberated for five minutes, and then they – it's a that's five minutes too long. Well, you yeah. The, you see the name, you just check it off. That's you going in. Check it. It's in there. Like, what, what, are, you, what are you thinking on? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Calvin Johnson, who I said is my – all-time greatest receiver uh despite the statistics i think detroit really ruined him and but in terms of ability i mean the 6-6 the 4-2-9 the 40-inch vertical he had great hands he runs good routes to me i would take him over randy moss or jerry rice i just think that he his career was cut short because of detroit i think he's the now will be the youngest person inducted into the hall i'm pretty sure yeah, because he was like 28 when he retired or something. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure he's about to be the youngest person inducted into the Hall of Fame, if I'm not mistaken. I thought I saw that stat. So I did see somebody make the argument, and, and I hate this argument in baseball, that Calvin Johnson deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but not as a first ballot. Mm. And I hate that. Either you, deserve, either you deserve to be in or you don't. There's no like, oh, definitely a first balloter. I think so too. He, he dominated. I understand that like, his total career stats aren't way up there, but what he did when he played, he was the best receiver in the game while he was playing. And not only that, I mean, you think like, I mean, it's like the same Barry Sanders effect. Like, you know, like, it, you know, his numbers aren't in the upper echelons because he only played 10 seasons. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can't blame the guy. If he dominated all 10 seasons, then he's a baller. Like that's a ridiculous argument. Calvin, whoever doesn't think Calvin Johnson belongs in the hall of fame did not watch Calvin Johnson play football, plain, yeah, well, like plain and simple. And again, it's just that old baseball argument. Like, you know, we want to put you in just not this first time. Yeah. But football year. doesn't follow the same rules as baseball. 
baseball, like I said, it's an it's a a god almighty thing to be a first balloter. In football, it's yeah, you like, but again, like Calvin Johnson is a top five wide receiver. Like any person who goes down as a top five or a top three should be a first balloter. Because I was like, To didn't get in on his first try. Well, he had issues with the media. But I thought that wasn't supposed to be taken into effect when you're voting, because it's there's no personality clause in the NFL. It doesn't matter. Okay. People still, if you're a dick, they're not going to vote for you. That's because I think To is a top penis. five receiver of all time. Penis, they're not going to vote for you. <laughs> Uh, if you are a phallic person. phallic please shaped <laughs> objects um how about charles woodson i think is a no-brainer to get no-brainer. in uh nine pro bowls four all pro was the i thought was french to me is john lynch now you saw him play in tampa is john lynch a hall of famer to you yes um but i'm a tampa fan so yeah. Um, like I, I know what he did for our defense and, and like the impact and the player he was and things like safety is such a hard position to get into the, the hall of fame. Cause you don't have crazy good stats and like, you know, things like that. There aren't a lot of safeties in the hall. So you really kind of got to look at the impact they had on the game. And I think John Lynch, like, I mean, when you think of versatile players, like people forget about how versatile John Lynch was. He could cover, you know, extremely well for a bigger guy and a guy known for playing into the box. And I mean, you did not want to meet him in the hole. You know what I mean? Like if you remember John Lynch, he could lay the wood. So I, I think he's he's a Hall of Famer. But, you know, I think a lot of these safeties are and they just don't get in. So we know who I think is a wildly and I mean, wildly underrated safety is Rodney Harrison. Oh, yeah. Then he's phenomenal, but he was a dirty player. He was kind of a dink or a phallic shaped thing. And I think that's why I don't know if he's in or not, but I think that he's he's very rough. Like I think it's tough to get him in there because he's not a likable person. Well, safeties too is one of those things that they usually like I've never I don't think there's been a first ballot safety. And I don't think there will be. I mean Ed Reed actually was first ballot, I forgot. But I mean beyond that, like Rod Woodson was too. Well Rod Woodson was corner safety too. Same thing with, with Ronnie Lott, so it's it's they're both safeties, but I mean, they they were played corner too, so it's different. I mean, like pure safety, like you know, like an Ed Reed. I think he's the only one. Um, I, I could be misspoken here, but I, you know, especially in the last twenty years, I can't think of one. You know, um, so when I think of safeties that I loved watching, I know it's a little bit off topic, but a safety who will never get in the Hall of Fame, I don't think, but was the most fun safety for me to watch when I was a Cowboys fan was Roy Williams. Oh, he was a blast. Oh, awesome. Bob Sanders, I love watching too. When Bob Sanders was healthy, I think he was, man, that kid was lethal. He was so good. Uh, oh, and Cam Chancellor too. I think Cam Chancellor hit like yeah. a freight train. Yeah. he was That guy was just a linebacker playing safety though. Well, I was going to say, you know, he was scary in the sense that like James Harrison is scary. Mm-hmm. Like you see him and you're like, I don't oh, want to go okay. over there. Yeah. I mean, he was 6'4", 240 playing safety. It's like, what is <laughs> happening right now? Uh, and then the last guy that got in, I wanted to ask you about him because I'm not super well versed in all positions of football. And I know that you're a little bit more nuanced in it is Alan Fanica gets in as a guard. Um, I don't know how, how good was Alan Fanica in terms of like, you know, Larry Allen or like Willie Rofe. Yeah, he's extremely, uh, he's, he's, I don't think I'd consider him either there, but I mean, he's got six all pros first team. I mean, in, in the time he played from, you know, 2000 to 2010 he was the best left guard in football okay so um 
Yeah, he definitely deserves to get in. Him, Steve Hutchinson, um, you know, those guys, those were the, of like the 2000 to 2010 era, those were the Larry Allens and the, um, the Randall McDaniels and the, like, those were those guys of the 2010. Alan Fanica, Stephen Hutchinson, those guys. And I would think from like the 2010 to 2020 guys would be like your, um, I'm blanking on it from the Cleveland Browns. Joe Thomas. Yes. Oh yeah. God, Joe Thomas. Oh yeah. Uh, But I mean, Zach Martin is a guard, you know, that that's, you know, probably the best guard of the last, you know, decade. Um, You know, Quentin Nelson is quickly, you know, he's only played for three years and he's the best guard in football right now. So he hasn't allowed a snack in, I think it's a thousand snaps now. (laughs) Um, so it which is just stupid. I mean, that's just stupid. I think it's like two seasons now he hasn't allowed a sack. So, I mean, he's just a freak. But, yeah, Alan Fanica 100% deserves to be in there. Okay. And that's all I really got for awards and Hall of Fame. I don't know if you wanted to add anything that we didn't discuss. Um, No, I mean, let's do our early picks for next year. I don't okay. know who's on the ballot next year. No, I mean, not for Hall of Fame, for awards. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Okay, Offensive rookie of the year. I'm not picking. The, I'm not picking uh, Trevor Lawrence. I think that no. he's in Jacksonville still. Although uh, you know he's got a lot of weapons in Jacksonville. Still a lot of weapons to not <laughs> pick him. It's foolish. Yeah, I just don't. You want wouldn't him. even know a defensive rookie of the year. Let's just pick. Uh, never mind. Let's because that's that's that takes a lot of thought. Honestly, yeah, it really does. I'd have to really yeah. dig into it. Like dig into it, and then who knows with where the quarterbacks are going to be? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we mentioned it off the air. Uh, just note that the Seattle Seahawks are taking calls on Russell oh, Wilson. Yeah. We can talk Carson Wentz trade. And Carson Wentz might be on the move. So, well, we talked I about it last, last episode. Did we? Oh, yeah. I think he's definitely moving. Um, uh, man, I don't know where he goes though. I know we talked. That's right. We did talk about Indianapolis and the Frank Reich. But I, I don't. I don't know if. I don't know if they give up. I don't know if they're a franchise that gives up all those first round picks. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see where he ends up. I, I do think that uh, it would be tough to move Russell Wilson. I mean, it wouldn't be tough to move him. It would be really easy to move him. But it, I think it's tough to move on from him because he's been such a staple in Seattle. Um, and I mentioned that off the air that I thought the Dallas Cowboys are just with all of their weapons to give Russell Wilson that instead of just DK Metcalf. You know? I mean, you put him on Dallas. I'd send Dak and four first rounders. Just to get- <laughs> That's a lot. Like shit. Uh, I think Russell Wilson, I mean, is immediately like, I mean, I know Deshaun's probably still the number one target because of his age, but man, Russell Wilson immediately puts you as the Super Bowl favorite if you go to the right team. You know what I mean? So. All right. Well, that's what we got. And obviously, please like and subscribe and listen to the next episode and check us out on the video if you don't want to listen you just want to watch it we're great at that as well and hit us up on social media especially sully nobody ever picks on him always everyone always argues with me it's just because i'm so likable okay that is true yeah. I, even uh nick before he came on when i was talking to him he's like yeah i really wanted to come on with sully i was like what see everybody <laughs> likes me dude that's what it is <laughs> all right cool we will talk to you guys later uh do you want to throw it to kenny hey yo kenny what's poppin'? it's over